Welcome to Bionic Chronicles. My name is Kinsey Paul, and today Kristen Earhart and I will be covering healthcare and its debate. My name is Kristen Earhart, and I've been in healthcare basically all my life. My mom has worked in healthcare for like 30 years, so it's always been around, and I have a great interest in nursing, and I've really indulged in the healthcare field by shadowing and I volunteer there also so I've had a lot of experience and been around a lot of people in healthcare. Awesome and so I think the first point we can talk about is our healthcare system versus some other that are deemed like the best in the world by a couple different standards whether or not they are are not the best in the world so I know you prepared some research on that do you want to talk about it? Yeah, so Canada, the United Kingdom, and the Netherlands are three that are considered one of some of the best in the world. And Canada's healthcare is really based on taxes. So it's said that basically they pay five thousand a year in taxes per person, and it basically covers everything medically necessary. But this is up to the province to decide what's necessary. But just like the U.S., they also have private health care insurance, and many people still have this form of health care insurance to cover things like prescriptions because their medically necessary insurance doesn't cover this. So 5000 a year, so if you're like homeless, what do you, what do, you do? Do you have any idea? Um, I saw that it was basically on income tax, so I would assume oh, okay. that if you don't have an income that you wouldn't have to pay the tax for the for medical care, but that's kind of unfair if you're paying taxes for other people's care because they also have to receive it. Yeah, definitely. So compared to the U.S. system, you don't pay like a yearly fee, you just pay whatever your medical bills add up to. So do you know what the average I have the total over, yeah, 10,000 average. So the average person pays about 10,000 a year in America on healthcare? Yeah, but that could be skewed because some people may pay nothing, but also some people may pay $100,000 or more. Yeah, completely. So it depends on the person. So you never really know how much per person you'd pay just because in America it's so skewed because there's no free healthcare. Yeah, that's definitely two totally different systems and so why why are Canada and the UK and the Netherlands deemed the best? I think that they can go and they can get free health care like we a lot of people in America they fear going to the hospital because of the bill so in Canada and the UK anybody will go and they will get the health care they need just because they can and it's free to them so It just, it keeps people healthy. They want to get the care and they're not worried about that bill. Yeah, I I totally agree. My mom has been having some issues the past like two years. And so like two years ago, my mom went and went to a couple doctors and basically they have no idea what's wrong with her. But now she's scared to go back to the doctor because she's afraid that she's going to spend another $500 when nothing's going to come out of it. And so I totally see both sides, but at the same time, I mean, I guess it's kind of like insurance. If you don't have anything wrong and you're still paying a premium on stuff, that kind of sucks. So that, I guess, would bring us to what Barack Obama and Elizabeth Warren are kind of doing. So 
a step towards Medicare for All plan whenever he created Obamacare. And Elizabeth Warren is taking that to the universal level, so actually Medicare for All. And so according to the information outlined on the senator's website, this would be paid for by a 6.2% income-based healthcare premium or tax paid by employers, a 2.2% income-based premium or tax paid by households, and under this plan, progressive income tax rates, the marginal income tax would be 37% on income between 250,000 and 500,000, 43% on income between 500,000 and 2 million, 48% on income between 2 million and 10 million, and 52% on income above $10 million. So what do you think about that? Um, I kind of think that like 37%, that is a lot that is being taxed on people. For just healthcare. For just healthcare. And to think about that and still think that these people like 250000 even though that's a lot, you have to think about what else those these people might be paying for. Like they might need a lot more of that 250000 than you think. Like putting your kids through college, medical school, like that is way more that would add up to over 250000 So you have to think about like they are earning this money and then 37% is going to health care that they might not even be using. I think at, at this point it would hurt like this upper middle class way more than they would hurt like the mega rich like Bill Gates for this quarterly earnings he just gained like an extra 10 billion dollars on his net worth does Bill Gates need that extra 10 billion dollars with a B no not really and so that 10 billion dollars would I mean make up a large percentage of that 37 percent 43 percent 48 percent and 52 percent of the income of like the upper middle class and I think that the mega rich can afford to be taken down like a couple notches. Mm-hmm. <clears throat> yeah. And I also think that if you're expected to like give, so I know that a lot of famous people, they're expected to donate to charities. And I feel like that's also like a part of like, it's not really a tax, but it's something that they do to give away their money. And if they're putting 52% towards health care, then how much are they expected to give to charities now? Yeah. Yeah, I that is definitely an issue that would come out of this. So do you think healthcare not from any particular country standpoint, but just in general, do you think healthcare is a human rights issue or a human rights crisis? I definitely think that everybody should be able to get healthcare, but pretty much everyone in America can. So our local hospitals, one of them has like, they won't turn down anybody. So if you go in there and you need help, they'll give you help. So it's mm-hmm. not really that our our healthcare isn't, anybody can get healthcare. It's just gonna cost you money. So if you need really need help, you're going to get it. So I wouldn't really say that it's as much of a human rights crisis per se, but I guess that the cost can really add up if you have like a big illness that needs a lot of money. So in that sense, I would say yes, maybe it is a crisis. But as far as like receiving the care, I would say no. Yeah. And then I threw in the statistic that 650,000 Americans go bankrupt from medical bills every year. And I don't know how 
um, if that fluctuates every year or what, but I think that that's an interesting number because that that's not a ton of people in perspective of how many Americans we have, but that's still a lot of people. Yeah, <clears throat> definitely. That's yeah, less than 1%, but still a lot of people. Uh, yeah, and you have to think that there's a lot of like diseases that people medications will help them but those medications are so expensive that they can't pay for them which they will try and they will try to get the help which is why they will go bankrupt because they want their family member to be healthy and they themselves want to get healthy yeah and i also i watched a couple videos about what hospitals charge for different things and i think that that's really part of the problem is that inflation and them being able to charge whatever they want like Mr. Alcorn always says, don't call an ambulance if I pass out because he doesn't want to pay for it because it's like, what, $2,000 mm-hmm. to yeah. get an ambulance? And I completely agree with that. I, I, until like this year, I had no idea that that's how much an ambulance costs. And I don't know, I think that's a little ridiculous. I, I mean, it almost hurts me to think about that much. And um, there are a couple of teachers who talk about um, their significant other's chemo treatments and how expensive. One of the teachers I talked to, every week it was $50,000. And of course, like, there's insurance that helps with that, but that's still so much. Mm-hmm. I don't know. Yeah. And, like, even if you call an ambulance and don't get in it, it's, like, $500. So even if we refuse to get in an ambulance, you still have to pay that money, which I also think is pretty ridiculous. Yeah, I agree. And total, it says that $3.3 trillion are spent on American health care every year, so that's what we're all paying. But with the Medicare for All plan, I think that does restrict hospitals a little bit on what they can charge for. I saw a report where a woman wanted to find out what her like surgery bills really went towards, and like it was like fifty dollars per per pair of plastic gloves that the surgeons were using, things like that. Mm-hmm. And I think that that's crazy. And so, I think, I guess I didn't write it down, but I know Bernie Sanders estimates it'd be a lot less than three point three trillion dollars if Americans paid for exactly what the treatment is and no inflation or anything. And I think what's interesting is this poll it said that 82% of Canadians prefer their healthcare system to the one in the United States, and only 25% of Americans are either very or somewhat satisfied with the availability of affordable healthcare in the nation, versus 50% of those in the UK and 57% of Canadians. What do you think about that? Um, I think that that's pretty, like, it's like, wow, because... I know that a lot of Americans aren't satisfied with our healthcare system. I mean, they come to the hospital and they're like, oh my gosh, I have to pay for this and I have to pay for that and it's just so expensive and they just want to go home. But then again, I don't think that people would be happy if we changed the taxes because that's always been a huge issue in America. And I don't really think that there's an easy way to satisfy the issue, but I think that since Canadians have had this for a while, that they're not as opposed to the tax change that it took so I guess that I mean it's pretty 25% of Americans are 
not very satisfied. So I guess something needs to change, but it's just hard to try and please people with a with a good answer. Yeah, I have no idea what the right answer could be or what Americans would like because and you know, anytime anybody talks about taxes, everybody gets to worry about that. And so that that definitely sucks and it's like but there have you ever seen those lists like on the internet of like obscure things that the US has spent tax money on mm-hmm. and how much of it goes to obscure things like that? Yeah. And so it would be interesting if the US did transition to universal health care and how much of the money they spend on things that don't need to be spent on if they, mm-hmm. you know, put those funds towards health care, how different that would be. Mm-hmm. I don't know. Yeah. I guess, like, everybody needs health care, so it's, like, something that will never go away. So I guess we're going to have to find an answer somehow, and it'll come sometime, but mm-hmm. just maybe not during our lifetimes or our children's lifetimes because it's such a hard thing to satisfy. Yeah, and I think your country is looked at a lot differently if you have universal health care versus if you don't. I don't know if that's, like, a more positive or negative light or just different light, but I think that, I don't know, there's a distinct difference between that. Yeah, and while I was reading about Canada and the UK, I saw that they also have, like, private hospitals and physicians, and that these could be, like, better than the people that they are given through their free health care, which I thought was kind of interesting that, like, you have a set like group that you can go to for free but then like if you want to pay some money or like have private health care insurance you can go to like maybe a more elite doctor which I was like this is kind of weird like yeah that kind of weird that kind of throws a curveball on what the system is intended to be mm-hmm. so and like that means that maybe those people who are kind of more wealthy can get better health care quicker so I was kind of confused and I was like well, this isn't fair, even yeah. though it's meant to be fair. So, I yeah, don't know. there's always unintended effects to yeah. any kind of policy, and it's. And I think that, I don't know, Americans I think would learn a lot from observing the effects of other healthcare systems in other countries, and so I wonder if the United States could adopt something that's a little bit more, I don't know, middle class friendly and like poor friendly for the United States healthcare system, but not exactly what other countries have. I don't know what it would be, but mm-hmm. I think that there's some kind of a fine line. Mm-hmm, definitely. Or because, a good balance. Yeah, there's not balance, I mean, at all. Because like I said, some people don't pay anything when they receive the care, but the people who are able to pay will have to pay so much because of that skew of people who can't pay. So it's definitely a, a huge issue. Yeah, and, I, and there's such a big discrepancy between insurances, I think. Mm-hmm. I don't know. Yeah, I mean... You hear every day when you're in a hospital setting that somebody, their insurance was denied and they're not going to get this paid for and that they can't get the care that they need because they don't want to pay it and insurance won't pay it. So it's just really, it's really difficult to care for somebody 
and then be told that they're not going to keep receiving the care that they need because they can't pay for it and their insurance won't pay for it. Yeah. Yeah, do you know if any Canadians come to the United States for any kind of treatments? I would assume that some of them would come to the U.S. because we do have a lot of, like, elite, like, healthcare facilities with really yeah. good healthcare. Mm-hmm. And, like, um, MD Anderson in Texas is, like, one of the best cancer research hospitals. So I would assume that, yeah. yes, they do come to America some for the really, like, important things that need done now and they need help. Yeah. Oh, my. What did he see? Okay, so it says that Trump called Canadians' healthcare system catastrophic. That's interesting. Why? Why did he say that? It says that he says that the Canadians, when they need a big operation, when something happens, they come into the United States, and in many cases, their system is so slow. So I did see that, that yeah. their systems are really slow because it's free and a lot of people are receiving the self-care from these people. So I guess if they, yeah, like I said, if they do need something and they need it quick, like they will come to America because we have to pay for everything. So yeah. they're going to come here because they're it's willing the to pay. It's the whole thing. Mm-hmm. And I, I have heard that about Australia. I think Australia's healthcare system is very similar to Canada's, if not nearly the same. One of my best friends' mom's friend lives in Australia, um, and someone in their family, like, did something to their leg or something where they needed some kind of an operation, um, and they were put on some kind of a waiting list for, I think it was almost months for this operation because, you know, there's no incentive to get people through Mm -hmm. all that because, you know, you're not getting... (coughs) paid anymore for how many operations you do or whatever mm-hmm. else the case is I don't know how yeah definitely. exactly they're rewarded but and I know that even in our little community here that the physicians that do and they perform surgeries and they do it well and they're very successful that they get paid a lot more than just your general surgeon so Definitely here in America, there's an incentive to be good and to get that certification to be a better surgeon or to be better in whatever you're in. So there's definitely like pros and cons to like the forms of healthcare and the quality that you get. Um, so do you think that the government has the cure for cancer and they're just not releasing it? I know a lot of people think that. What do you think? I don't know. I, I feel like that's probably not true because... I think that somebody else would have found it already and, like, done something with it because, like, if one person can do it, then more than one can. So I think that somebody who really, like, they wouldn't have been like, hey, government, here's the cure for cancer. I think that they probably would have, like, reported it to some kind of, you know, TMZ gets everything. So they would have, it would have been reported and America would have known by now if something were to cure cancer. Well, that's, like, the controversy behind, like, Nipsey Hussle, um, the rapper who was shot and killed, like, I think it was last last year. He was doing a documentary on this guy, almost like a witch doctor, like an obscure kind of doctor who had allegedly found the cure for cancer. And I think that both the doctor and Nipsey were killed, and 
that was a speculation that it was all because of yeah and I mean I don't know I I don't know either I think it's just kind of like it's kind of like fun to look at that kind of stuff and like conspiracy theories how many presidents have died from cancer can you look that up have any of them I, I don't know of any presidents with cancer didn't Bush die from cancer I don't know Okay, so Ulysses Grant died from esophageal cancer. About a long time ago. Yeah, Herbert, <laughs> Herbert Hoover died from colon cancer. Um, oh, no, George H.W. Bush died from Parkinson's. Yeah, there's not really many that have died from cancer in the past and that is certainly interesting. Yeah, that's that is know. that is interesting. I don't know. It is odd that cancer is just like the longest running disease per se that the world hasn't found a cure for. Like all those other diseases, you know, that go around that we can think about that have happened like there've been cures and eradications for all of them. <clears throat> yeah, definitely. And I think that, like, there's, like, little pills you can take for some certain forms of cancer that, like, kind of keeps them dormant and Mm -hmm. stuff like that. And, like, that's kind of the same thing with, like, heart attacks and strokes. You can take medicines and stuff to kind of, like, dull those effects that you have that would contribute to, like, why you would have a heart attack or a stroke. But, like, there isn't, like, a sure way that you won't have another heart attack that you won't have another stroke Mm -hmm. so I think that it's kind of similar to that like even though those are more like sudden things usually heart attacks are but like I mean those are both really fatal things and I mean we have like the little pills for cancer and the medications for heart attacks and strokes but I think that like some things are will never be a cure for and like there's always different forms of cancer coming out and they're always mutating and that it's going to be hard to ever figure out something that is like Works a sure shot way. Yeah, yeah. That'll work. So I think there'll always be those cases like you're, you're never going to actually cure it. And I don't know. I kind of want to say that say someone did find an absolute cure for cancer. I think that that would sell or create a lot more revenue than what people are paying for cancer research, if that makes sense. So yeah, I, I think for definitely. that incentive alone, it would be released if there was mm-hmm. an ultimate cure. And maybe I'm just ignorant on that and don't know enough about economics, but I just, yeah. I don't know. I assume that that would be the case. Yeah, I really do think that if there was a cure for cancer, that it would be really hard to get and really expensive. And that the people who could pay for it, like, it would be... A huge source of revenue for whatever company puts that out definitely yeah and I I think that there are so many factors that contribute towards who get cancer who gets cancer and who doesn't that I don't know that almost go overlooked or people don't really care about until mm-hmm. they get cancer I don't what do you think about that yeah, I think that there's definitely effects, environmental effects that would re- that really contribute to cancer and like the people yeah. who get it. I mean, in our area, there is a lot of leukemia, which is like mm-hmm. kind of weird, like that most people who have cancer have leukemia. So like you kind of have to look at that and be like, 
I wonder why this is happening. Like, why are these this many people, like, why do they all have this form of cancer? So, I mean. Yeah, I definitely agree. And I, I think that the environment has a much bigger impact on health than a lot of people give it credit for because mm-hmm. it's so much of our GDP and everything. But, yeah. I mean, it's, you know, whatever you value more, right, human life or the value of human life, I mean, mm-hmm. I don't know. Definitely. Back to the, our healthcare system, I did find this article by the New York Times, and the title is, How Medicare for All Would Affect You. And it offers an analysis of the plan's pros and cons, and it noted, people insured through work would have new taxes, but no more premiums. So it's kind of like a trade-off there. And then also, people with Medicaid would have more choices, but possibly higher taxes. And then people currently with Medicare would have more generous coverage. The uninsured would get health care. People who buy their own insurance would have new taxes but less out-of-pocket spending. Doctors and, and hospitals would likely face pay cuts but would, lo- but would no longer face unpaid bills. Drug companies would likely have less profit. And health insurance companies would mostly be eliminated. I think that that's kind of like a hit. Like, I want to go into healthcare and the pay isn't like, it's good, but like it's nothing like a CEO would get. But I think that like facing pay cuts for something that like it's really important. Like, I feel like it it would decrease the incentive to like do a good job. Like, that's kind of like. Or go into the field. Yeah, especially when like you change it right in the middle. I think that like a lot of doctors who are successful and they do like really good and they do these procedures that are amazing and they like really help people. They're just kind of like deterred. Like, I want to help people, but if I'm not going to receive like the amount of time I have put into this, like research and they look at patient cases outside of work. So, like, they're really working more than you think. Yeah. And to have that, like, stripped away because of, like, a reform during, while they're working, I think that the care wouldn't be as, like, high. It wouldn't be to our standard anymore. Yeah. And do you think that having universal health care takes us, like, too close to socialism or whatnot? Or do you think that that's fine? Um, I don't really think so. Our government is like a mixture of a lot of different things. So yeah. I don't really want to say that one thing would change it. Yeah. I mean, we're always going to have different parts of each little little bitty government things that we have in the world. So I don't think that it would be too close to socialism because you could say that we have something that's close to something else. But since we have so many different things mixed together, that I don't think it, it would ever get too close to being socialism. So, do you foresee the United States adopting any universal health care policies in the near future or in general at all? Um, I think that eventually something will happen mm-hmm. to where we have universal health care in a sense, but I don't think that it will ever be that health care is free. I yeah. think that there will always be something that you have to pay for. And I think like somebody I said, always falls short. Yeah, some, somebody gets somebody's the always the paying. And like even in Canada and the UK, somebody's always paying. Yeah. So I don't think that there will ever be something as like you walk in and it's free. I don't think that 
America would do that, and especially not right now and, like, not in the next couple of years, but I think eventually we'll adopt something different than we already have to make Mm -hmm. it more affordable. Yeah. And maybe more spread out. I don't really know, but just definitely something other than paying, like, so much for certain things and then other people aren't paying anything for those things. Yeah, I totally agree. So, I think that's about all that I had on the agenda to ask you about. So, do you have any final remarks for the episode? I don't think so. Go America. I like America. (laughs) I mean, I think that really being in healthcare kind of makes me admire how awesome our our programs are as far as, like, doctors and how elite the, like, training and everything that we get. So, Mm -hmm. I really think that America's awesome as far as healthcare and the elite services you can receive here. Yeah. So, yeah. All right. Well, thank you so much for being on the episode today. I really appreciate it. Yep. Thank you for having me. Thank you for listening. If you liked what was said today, please share Bionic Chronicles with your friends. You can follow Bionic Chronicles on Twitter, Facebook, and Instagram at Bionic Chronicles Podcast.